service. What is up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Today is episode 72. Thanks for being here. Shout out to my guest from last week, Mia Lee. Mia, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. That was so much fun. If you have not yet, check out last week's episode. Make sure you are following Mia. She is on Twitter at Mia Lee NYC. As always, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Full Service Pod. I'm at Tank Funkadelic. If you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash fullservicepod. You'll be able to hear episodes and interviews you cannot hear anywhere else. Our monthly Patreon-exclusive episode just dropped last week, so if you want to check it out, patreon.com slash fullservicepod. If you enjoy the show, make sure you are subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Hit that subscribe button, that like button, that follow button. You'll be alerted as soon as those new episodes drop. If you're coming to us on an iPhone, if you got the old iTunes, ooh boy, hit, make sure you hit us with a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Ratings and reviews help so much for visibility for the show. If you want to write a review, I will read it on air. It's a good time. <laughs> I will enjoy reading it so much. Uh, (laughs) Today, episode 72, super excited. My guest is an Atlanta, Nashville, and Chicago-based companion, Amori Bordeaux. We sat down, I guess it was like last week. So much fun. She uh, recently got back from Dubai. We discuss her trip to Dubai. We talk about her start in sex work sugaring, the sugar bowl, her journey into companionship, the sex work community on Twitter, working with clients with disabilities, establishing boundaries, her love of travel, and so much, so much fun. Amori, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Make sure you are following her. She is on Twitter, on Instagram, at Amori B. That is Amori B-E-E. I will have a link to her Twitter, her Instagram, in the show notes, in the Libsyn page. Make sure you check them out. Make sure you're following her. So much fun. Super excited for y'all to hear this. I'm going to stop talking. I hope you enjoy my interview with Amori Bordeaux. Thanks. Welcome back, listeners. It's Tank Smith. I'm so excited for today's episode. My guest is an Atlanta, Nashville, Chicago-based companion, Amori Bordeaux. Amori, thanks for being on the podcast. Yes, thanks for having me. Hell yeah, I'm excited. This is great. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, we are in Atlanta right now. Amori, I know you're uh, Chicago, Nashville, Atlanta. What's uh, out of the three cities? What's the favorite? What's the go-to? Um, I have to give my love to the Nashville gents. Oh, shit. every time I go there, they really, really take care of me out there. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> um, and it's just beautiful, honestly. All of the music, all of the Elvis stories that I hear is, oh, okay. is great. All the whiskey <laughs> stories that I hear, it's, it's really awesome to be to, to come to Nashville and uh, just say hello. Hell yeah! I never, I never been to Nashville. Like, what's the? Oh, you gotta go. What's the? Th- what's the thing to do? What's the? What's um, what's what's something to do in Nashville? The steakhouse downtown that has the music all around it. I can't remember what it's called, but I think Kanye West also has a steakhouse in Nashville too. Really? Okay. So the steakhouses and to listen to the different music, the live bands that they have down there, it's it's really something to see. Damn. Did yeah. you like I was uh I guess they just had that like bomb yes, on Christmas. That yes. was wild. I had to reach out to a lot of my my good people and i told them you know my prayers are with you it was a scary situation i i i'm just happy that majority of the people were okay yeah that was that was scary for a second man i know uh you recently got back from dubai yeah a little bit jet lag right now (laughs) (laughs) I'm, i'm struggling i am gonna be struggling for the next couple of days um but yeah Dubai was great I spent a a week there I didn't want to leave almost almost extended I do realize that now I want to stay in a different country every winter month I think I'm gonna yeah I think that should become a tradition of mine It, it just felt so good to breathe some different air yeah How's so, how's Dubai? How is it? It's beautiful. Um, right now it is their coldest month, so you're looking at about seventy five degrees. Oh man, that's great. Yeah, seventy five seventy five degrees um, every day, 
And then at night it's like 50, but it's not cold. It's just, it's so breezy and, ah, oh, it's I was going to be like, are people so wearing short sleeves, but they're not really. You know, they are. Wearing... Yeah. Short skirts. And really? Dr- short dresses. When I first went to Dubai, I was nervous because I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to get arrested. My stuff is too short. I have too much cleavage going on. And then when I went down there, they dressed kind of like Americans. Really? Yeah. So. Oh shit! It worked out, yeah. United Arab Emirates, what up? I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta check it out. Yeah, put it on your list for sure. All I think of when, uh, like, I think of Dubai is that like basically like palm tree island thing they have. Well, it's the... definitely like Miami and Vegas on steroids. Really? Like, do they have gambling in Dubai? Do you know? I don't think so. If okay. they do, I haven't been to the casino, but everything is big. Like all the buildings are big. I think they're, um, I don't really know if they have a hierarchy or whatever their government system is. Their um, their person wants everything record-breaking. Okay, <laughs> so okay, they have yeah. the longest zip line. They have the tallest building in the world. Like, he's all, it's just extravagant, extravagant, extravagant. Their cars, you easily are going to see a Rolls Royce just while you're walking down the street. They're going to be different colors, Lamborghinis, whatever your favorite sports car is, you're going to see it. That's incredible. Yeah. Because, yeah, I know they do have the tallest building in the world. Like, I think Tom Cruise in one of those Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. Like jumps off it or some shit. I don't, I don't know. Really. <laughs> yeah. It's like 147 floors. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, I went... Um, previous time that i went to dubai i actually had dinner there and it was it was nice it was because you get to see pretty much all of dubai you see these big gigantic buildings and then the other side you just see desert (laughs) like it's just it's weird but that's incredible yeah i was gonna be like how is it being a black person in dubai how is that is it any, like, you know, I feel more comfortable in Dubai yeah. <laughs> than I do in America because it's not like that. You just and there's so many other brown people around you. You yeah. really just fit in, and everybody's trying to tan, yeah. so they're gonna look like us anyway. So oh, shit. I just, it was, it's just it's nice. I I like it. I don't have to worry about anything. I think it's a safe country. I lost my phone, but let me tell a story. Quickly. Oh shit! So I lost my phone in the cab, <laughs> and so I had to. We really had to work something out so we can get the phone back because obviously I'm in another state yeah. or another country. And um, we ended up getting it back. It took like two hours, Damn. but it was safe. You know, no harm. It was. The guy was uh, back at home, so we had to pay him to come back to his taxi base, get his taxi, and then drive over to us. Oh, wow. And he returned my phone safe and sound, and that was amazing. That's if, incredible. If that happened in the U.S., I never would have got it back. Oh, hell no. <laughs> no. They just, so, got, yeah. they just pawned your phone. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's amazing. Yeah. I kind of want to go. Yeah. I don't want to go should. now. Based yeah. on... <laughs> I think you should. Fuck yeah. I know you, uh, on your website, it mentions that at one point you wanted to be a flight attendant. Did you ever pursue that at all? Yes, I did want to be a flight attendant. I tried for several years and it was just hard trying to pass those interviews via Skype. You just, you're looking at yourself and you're trying to think of all these answers in less than five minutes and you don't know the question. And it was, it was so tough for me. Yeah. So I just, you know, went forward with getting my bachelor's degree and I was like you know if that's going to come into fruition I'll just let it come whenever it comes yeah yeah and then the pandemic happened I was like actually not so (laughs) won't be going back to that ambition I'll I'll let that go (laughs) yeah my friend uh one of my best friends his wife is a flight attendant like she works for Delta and they all got like a lot of people got like furloughed oh nice during the uh oh no that's not yeah yeah. (laughs) they got furloughed they still got insurance though so it's like that's still that's still good like a paid vacation kind of okay They're having a baby, so it actually worked out like perfect. Oh, so. nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, this is the best time to do it. You don't know when you're really going back. So yeah. you might as well do whatever you wanted to do throughout this time. Do it right now. Start a business, have a baby, whatever. Yeah, this is <laughs> the time. Everything's in limbo. Let's, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. What, uh, what's something you're passionate about? What, uh, what's something you like to do? What's, uh, what, what's something, yeah. what's something you're passionate about? Um, I like to travel. If I could go to a different country or a different state every 
day, I would. Yeah. I like planning my escapes. Um, like running through the airport and uh, Home Alone too. That's what I think of running through the airport. Right? Yeah, I'm I'm one of those people that get there 30 minutes before it's about to leave me. Oh, so <laughs> I'm pretty bad about it. Um, and then the other thing I like to, I like to sleep. That's my other passion. Oh, <laughs> I love some Z's. My family is what I'm passionate about. So everything that I do is about them. And um, yeah, that's that's probably my top three. Fuck yeah. Sleep and travel, family. Yeah. That's dope. That's it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Maury, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me, Tang. Hell yeah. Can you remember your first exposure to sex work, you think? Yes. I moved to Atlanta okay. in 2016, and um, I was really just getting on Facebook and adding a bunch of different people trying to figure out what community and what group of people I fit in with. And um, i met this girl who was a sugar baby okay and i didn't know what that was just coming from a religious background and coming from chicago i was i had never heard of a sugar baby so she asked me if i could go to if i'd like to go to the sugar bowl with her okay and i was like oh i don't really watch football like that yeah. <laughs> like, that is a good answer though like that yeah. is i, I would have been thinking the same thing <laughs> Like, I don't really go watch football like that. It's too many people on the field. I can't watch the ball. And she was like, no, that's not what a sugar bowl is. And I was like, oh, well, what is it? And she, you know, gave the explanation. You know, sugar baby is, you know, a younger woman dating an older man. And I was like, mm, I don't think that's for me. And I, I kind of did judge her. I apologize later. <laughs> but I did judge her initially. But... In 2017, I did dabble into the sugar world, and I got my first SD off of uh, Craigslist. And okay. It kind of developed from there. I went down a rabbit hole of sex work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when she said sugar bowl, did she ever explain like how, like what that like was it like a group of dudes so you could go meet? Like I'm like curious what the sugar bowl is. Yeah, she. So the meeting. It was kind of like a um, seeking arrangements meeting, you know. Okay. They, yes, they used to have those meetings, and they would come to Atlanta. And you literally, I went to one actually later on down the line, and you just sit in this room and you listen to them talk. Really. And personally, I don't think it's all that great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you do see the levels. You see the levels of women that have really developed and have really gotten to these upper echelon circles and they are very polished and okay. then you see the ones that are trying to figure it out and you it, it was like a hierarchy of women in there and i was just like wow and when i saw those polished women i was just like i want to be like them yeah it, it was just their aesthetic was nice and now that i am a companion it's a lot more easy to get there yeah <laughs> so. that's so is it like was it the women talking or the guys talking like, it was mostly the women they had a man there but he, he was ah, i don't that's so interesting i've I never don't. heard the sugar bowl before i'm like this is inc- <laughs> i'm like so interested oh no <laughs> yeah the guy there he was really um oh he wasn't saying a lot the thing with the sugar bowl, I want people to be honest so that we can really get down to the bottom of what really happens. Yeah. And I think he was very coy. And I'm just like, okay, so what is it really? What do you like? Like, I wanted to get down to the nitty gritty and that's what we missed. Yeah. And so that's why I was like, mm, I probably don't want to do that again. But yeah, it was a nice little journey through the sugar, through the um, the gateway of sex work and to be a sugar baby. Okay. Yeah. What was your, I guess, like transition from just being a sugar baby and like, I think I kind of want to make the move into like becoming a companion. How was that? So when I was a sugar baby, I had a gentleman that I was with for about three and a half years on and off. And there were times where I didn't really have it all together financially. So when he left, it kind of left me in a deficit because i was just like okay now what yeah i'm working at this job i'm working at this nine to five and it is not making me a lot of money where i can save or have any luxuries in life he was giving me those luxuries and he was allowing me to save and when he left that final time i just said you know what i have to find something else so i went towards um the rub 
community. Okay. So I was a rub girl. Okay. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. still a rub girl. I love giving massages. I think that is the most sensuous part of sex work that I had just... Massages are great. Yeah. Like great, I just, I've said it before. A good massage will change your life. Yes. Yes. And I have the milking table and it's... Just, oh, shit. It's so much fun. The milking table. <laughs> yes. It's so much fun. So... <laughs> So I was doing this, and then a good friend of mine told me, like, oh, why don't you just join companionship anyway? You're really dabbling. We're all in the same business. And I was like, I could do that. So um, when the pandemic hit and I wasn't doing massages anymore, I told her, I was like, okay, let's jumpstart this and let's make a website. That website took me two and a half months. But it paid off. Hell yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like the website helped? Like having a website helped your business? Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Hell yeah. <laughs> did you, before like getting into like massage, like starting massage, did you have any like preconceived idea of what you thought that was going to be going in? Or just like, I can do massage. Let's try to do it. Do you have like a preconceived idea? Um, I didn't have a preconceived idea. I kind of just went on YouTube and I typed up Nuru. Okay. And I was like, okay, she's in a bikini. Probably not going to have that. Um, (laughs) And then I saw that they use their body to do the massage. And I I really like that. And being a busty woman, I think it really jumpstarted my business. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I love giving the massages. And the the YouTube really helps me. And now I kind of feel as I have been in it for quite some time that I want to give a better massage like we're doing body rubs but I think that massage aspect and being good and trying to target those painful areas or areas where people really just need that relaxation and yeah. tissue and and transit I want to get into that okay I think that would uh make me a more real rounded body rub girl yeah so what do you think you're like starting out in sex work? What do you think your biggest challenge was starting out? I think my biggest challenge is that I am monogamous at heart. So when I see all of these different gents, it's really tough for me to get out of my head. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I am. I'm monogamous. Even doing the um, body rubs, I have regulars that I see pretty much all the time. And it, it helps to build that connection a lot easier than to see all these multitude of people and I'm I'm struggling to remember names. Oh, okay. So it really just takes me out of my comfort zone, but I'll get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you think the most important thing you learned starting out was? Safety. Yeah. And uh, the power in no. Like, it's really hard for me to establish boundaries. I think I'm really, really sweet, but I also think sometimes I have to draw a line yeah and that that line is tough especially for a 20 year old it's just it just you don't know what those are yeah and what they look like and how to word it so that you're not coming off aggressive but you are you know just stating where you stand yeah so that's been tough but i'm learning about it yeah especially i feel like just being like a younger person just in general like not even like sex work related like having somebody older try to like tell you to do something or yeah. just like establishing like yourself as a person and being like, no, this is not okay yes. to an older person. I feel like that's kind of hard to do. Yeah. And even more so importantly, I guess in sex work. Yes. And there's a saving aspect. Like some men, they come into your life and they want to save you from it. And I'm just like, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I have to get comfortable with saying I'm comfortable with this and I'm okay with this. I don't need you to sway my ideology into anything else that you feel it should go or how it should be. I, you can keep it to yourself. Yeah. I got this. <laughs> so. I've heard a lot of people, a lot of people say that same thing to where yeah. dudes are like, Oh my God, like, Oh, are you okay? Like, what? like, uh, like I love, I like this. Right. <laughs> right. I enjoy this work. What do you yeah. like? And it's it's so much it's fun. I I've met so many different women, and I think that's the best part. Like these women, they're just amazing. Like ah, I just feel like I'm in my element. I feel like we have our own little breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, on Twitter, and it's fun. Hell yeah! I was gonna, yeah. How do you uh, how do you like the Twitter community? Like the sex Twitter work? is hard. Yeah. Twitter- <laughs> So 
so hard just trying to build a connection with everybody and be happy and friendly and you have to know what to say and when to say and how to say and it's but it's fun when you get into the retweet groups and you try to learn them and you're having shared laughs and oh, yeah. talking about your experiences. It's so much fun to um, really be able to connect at that point. Fuck and yeah. then when it goes beyond that and you actually become friends and you your friend is in Dubai yeah. and you're there too, it's it's so much fun. Oh, shit. That's dope. Yeah. And do you feel like your Twitter has definitely like helped your business grow? I think so. I think Twitter, <laughs> if not brought clientele, I think it makes my personality come out okay because other than putting up our ads how else are we showing our personality other than the websites too how else are we showing our personality it's only so much words we can put on there that people will actually read so um i think twitter is great for those 140 characters to really get yourself out there yeah because you really can you can see someone's personality what they like what they don't like Mm who they're friends with just like based off twitter so yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot easier yeah yeah and it verifies you too instead of saying oh let me send you this individual picture like it yeah. shows that you are a real person yeah especially you're you're posting a lot it's like this is a real person yeah that's so. cool do people in your life know uh, about your job no i have tried very hard to <laughs> keep my family safe okay i feel if i give my identity that puts them in jeopardy. So it's no longer about me. I, If I could show my face tomorrow, I would. But because of my family, I want to make sure that that is not hunting them. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the full responsibility of the hunting once they have moved on and I've put them in like Cuba or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, I'll, then I'll show my face and I'll move them out of the States and they can no longer be contacted. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, but it's hard. It's hard because when you your parents don't know what you do or your family doesn't know what you do, you have to find that support system somewhere else. And I think that's where the women that I meet on Twitter, I think that's where they come in for me. Yeah. Because some of us, we just don't have it. We don't have that support system at home. Yeah, I was going to say, how is it being able to talk to somebody about work? Like, do you have somebody you're able to talk to, vent to about work? Yes. So um, one of my wonderful, wonderful companion friends, Naomi Navu, she has really been my shoulder to cry on. Hell yeah. Um, And she's been, she helps me get in the business. She helps me navigate the business. She helps me when I'm crying about the business. Like she is there. That has been my support team for about two years. Okay. Since entering sex work period. And um, I got to be just grateful eternally for her. Yeah. How is it having somebody to talk to? Like, is it, do you feel like having, or I guess I want to say, do you feel like having somebody to talk to is like vital? Yes. You have to have somebody to talk to just like anything else, you know, anything else in life, you have to have somebody to talk to, whether it's a relationship, family, friend, job, you got to have that, that outlet. Other than that, you bottle it all up and it's not healthy for you. Yeah. It's, it's vital for I would, I need a therapist too. You know, you need as many people as possible to keep you level headed and yeah. grounded. I've, I've said this before on the podcast, but it's like, I do stand up, right? And I'm like, if I have a comedy related problem, I want to talk to somebody that's a comedian because right. they know what I'm going through and they can, I, I can talk to them about this thing, you know, because yeah. nobody really else is going to be able to understand that than somebody who's doing the same thing that I'm doing. And that's just, that's just great. It's nice. Yeah, I like it doing that. Do you feel like you have an average clientele that contacts you to see you? I think my clientele base is um, middle-aged white men. Okay. And I also think I, some kind of way, I have attracted those that have mental disabilities or intellectual disabilities. Okay. I met someone that has autism. Okay, nice. And, um... Being that I have a background in um, those that have developmental disabilities, it's that was fun. I had a ball. Hell yeah. <laughs> how is it working with people that have disabilities, seeing like clients that have disabilities? How is it? That was great. Because I've, I've never seen it in that way. I've only seen them in group homes. So for them to be able to make their own decisions finally and to actually see them in a world 
it was nice. Yeah. It's like, wow, like this is the other side of it. And um I just I I kind of felt honored. It was just like, wow, I got I got picked. That's the fuck yeah. <laughs> so, um and I I just I just always ask consent. I'm asking consent at least 100 times in that room because I just yeah. want to make sure that they they understand and they are enjoying themselves and they are having a voice yeah. in my room. So, yeah, it's it's a powerful session, I'd say. Oh yeah, like my one of my buddies, uh, like his older brother. I don't think he, he's like OCD and has like Tourette's. And I'm like, I'm like, and he like wants to see somebody, you know. And and I tell my buddy, and I'm like, dude, you gotta get him to see a companion. Like that yeah. would I feel like would be so good for him, you know. Yeah. It's such a safe place, and you're yeah. professional. You know how to like make somebody feel good, and I feel like that'd be such a like, yeah, just go do it. Everybody out there, I feel like everybody should be doing. It. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> do you feel like when people reach out to you to contact you they know what they're doing like they know how correctly know how to contact you to book you no um i get a lot of hey and i don't really know what i'm supposed to do with that hey yeah. or i'll have people that contact me and i don't i i guess i may be the only person that doesn't like the hey baby okay like don't do like make it personal if you're gonna contact us make it personal yeah because that puts my guard down our guard is constantly up because we get these we get these people that are great and then we get these people that are not so great so because we can't distinguish that when you contact us make it personal hey amori you know i'm i'm trying to see you this is the date this is the time make it easier on me and then I make it easier on you in turn. Yeah. And it's my system is really easy. Send the form, send the deposit, we're out. <laughs> like, you know, Let's it, go. It can be ten minutes or less. Yeah. <laughs> if you make it personal and if you got a joke or something that you want to throw in there, throw a joke in there. If it's awkward for you to contact the provider or you're not sure what she's gonna say, make it nice and cute and funny. Something. Differentiate yourself. You <laughs> right. Know? Hell right. Yeah. <laughs> how do you feel about like reviews do you feel like they're beneficial or harmful as a provider what do you think as a provider that was starting out i think i did need a review and i say that because just coming from um the body rubs reviews matter okay right so i like the reviews but i would like men to be a little bit more mysterious when they talk like yeah you know it's nice to put it all out there but it's also nice to leave a little bit of imagination so (laughs) um but ultimately i think they're great i i i like my reviews yeah it makes me again verifiable you know yeah yeah do you feel any pressure in a session to live up to clients expectations at all like because of the review system at all? No, I think the men that have given me reviews have been, they're not over the top. I think they're pretty truthful is what I'm saying. So it's nothing for me to just replicate the same yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, if somebody was to give me a review and it was like, oh, she offered me this, rainbow at the door and she had my favorite drinks on a silver platter then we might have a problem yeah yeah. (laughs) so i think the truthfulness helps to maintain the expectation across the board dude comes in he's like no rainbow what the fuck is this (laughs) exactly i read about a rainbow i feel uh, i don't feel good anymore right (laughs) i don't feel special (laughs) going back to dubai right how does how does that happen? How does going to do like, I feel like, like a lot of people advertise fly me to use. I feel like it's one thing to like, I'm going to fly to California to see somebody. Right. <laughs> how is like, go, I feel like going halfway around the world to see somebody is like a little bit different. How does the Dubai happen? How does that happen? I I got lucky. Um, I met this gentleman before I became a Maury and I have since told him, you know, hey, I'm a Maury, you know, don't. <laughs> yeah. This is my name now. So, um, and he's, I've been honest. I think being honest and I think just being yourself when it comes to these Buy Me To Use has helped 
and I want more Fly Me To You's out of the country. I would love them to be in the country, but I really want to get to like Asia and oh yeah, you know Thailand and uh, Bali, Indonesia. I want to China. I want to get to all of those places. I don't mind those travels. Yeah, but jet lag is something else. Yeah. But yeah, I met this gentleman um, before I became a Mori, and he has his company in different parts of the world. Okay. And he goes to Dubai every year, and he was just like, come on, come along. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No objections for me. (laughs) It's a 19-hour flight. 19 hours, wow. Just between, because you have to fly from Atlanta to... New York or Paris, there has to be a stop. Oh, and then okay, you yeah. have the layovers. And then you go onto the flight to Dubai. And Dubai alone, that flight is at least 13. Oh, God. And my goodness, it's it's tough. It's you, a tough flight. Does the plane have one of those sleep beds? Yes. On Emirates, I fly either business class or first class. Okay. And you are able to relax. But sometimes that turbulence is oh, not the most easiest thing. And then with the pandemic, they only have one flight going out. So if you don't get a flight that is in the morning or in at night, if you don't get a flight that's at night, you're going to have some struggles. And that's why I'm having such huge, huge jet lag because my flight was at 8 a.m., Dubai time and it just is thrown off everything. Oh my god! <laughs> so I'm gonna have to retrain my body. It can be a little tough, but as long as you have a a night flight, you should be okay. Okay. Sleep as much you as you can. <laughs> Bring some sleeping pills, three or four of them if you can, and have some wine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> later on. Like sleep and then you know get all of the sleeping pills out your system. Have some wine and then go to sleep and then when you wake up again, have a another sleeping pill that's the way to do it <laughs> yes <laughs> so <laughs> i know we're uh currently in a pandemic oh boy who would have thought it yes. um has your business been affected at all by covid the massage business was affected at the beginning i think that's why i jumped head first into the companionship to kind of get my feet wet and since the pandemic has started i don't think there's much change oh nice i think everyone has um just taken their own responsibility of themselves so i have ginger and turmeric that i drink i have emergency that i drink I oh have, yeah like i i just level up on juices and vitamin c to make sure that i am taking care of myself and i also do the covid test yeah and i leave whomever to their responsibility to you know keep themselves safe and from there i think we can strive through this and push through this hell yeah have i know a lot of people have turned to like online sex work whether that be only fans or whatever during the pandemic have you done any online sex work at all during this time i was thinking about only fans but i don't think i have the drive those women content creators my heart goes out to you because i can't do it <laughs> shout out to everybody with the only fans listen to the podcast you're a goddamn champion <laughs> yes <laughs> I can't get up and have that many creative juices and ideas flowing. I don't have all that. I'm not a creative person. And they are coming out with costumes and they have cosplay and they have, I mean, it's the the different things that these women are coming up with. I'm just in amazement. And they are consistent. Yeah. Consistency is so key in like some, something where you're like creating content. Yes. People are fucking content is king, and if you got it, people are gonna come and yes. they want to see it. Like they're having video shoots and photo shoots. I get so stressed out doing the photo shoot, and they're having like seven in one week. Yeah, amazing. I, 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 my heart goes out to them. I, I couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. not for me. <laughs> <laughs> does uh, does burnout ever happen for you in sex work? No, I love the feeling of being tired. I've always been a hard worker. I've held two to three jobs at a time, nine to fives. I would work in the morning and then I work at night. And then if I can squeeze something in the middle, I do it. So um, my family, they, they'll they be the first to tell you that I am 
a Jamaican, you know, no disrespect to those that are listening that may be of Jamaican descent, but I, I like to work. It's, that's If I am working myself till I'm about to pass out, I feel like I've been productive. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so. That's the way to, I mean, you can get shit done that way. <laughs> yes. It's not enough hours in a day as it is. So yeah. if I can just cram it all in one day and keep it moving, I'm going to do it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> How has your experience as a black woman been in sex work? Do you, um, feel, do you feel like it's any different from white providers at all? I think it is. Um, I think we have to work a little bit harder. But I'm okay with that, you know? I think I think also, too, as black women, we have to travel more. I think staying in the States, you limit yourself. Okay. When I go to Dubai, it's a thing to you know, get these lavish purses and this extravagant jewelry. Not saying that all black women are get it, but just when you go to these different countries and you meet these different men, the expectation is a little different. Whereas here, it's almost pulling teeth to get a thousand dollars from some people. Okay. So I think we just have to travel more. I think the differentiation between providers whether they be asian and um white or black i think there is a differentiation but i think we can definitely make up for it if we were to travel and to just get better on branding and marketing and keep keep striving keep pushing forward keep working hard fuck yeah yeah how do you feel so i'll see in ads uh no aa which is no black dudes how do you feel like about the whole like people that put no AA in your ad. How do you feel about that? I don't think anyone should publicly put out that they discriminate. I think that's what anything. I mean, yeah. we give so much heat to, you know, companies like Starbucks who are saying something out of term. We, we give all of this heat. It's no different for us. We have a business. This is our business. We get the heat as well. I think if you have a preference on who you see, I think you should change up your screening and see you know age sex race name once they give you your race if you decide that that is not somebody that aligns with your business brand or your piece just you know bow out gracefully but i don't think you should put on your ads that you publicly discriminate yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just just don't think that's a good idea maybe if you put no aa on your ads more white dudes would be like well hey she doesn't see my i gotta see her but then you have you'll have that but then you'll have the other side too where um a lot of providers don't want to see trump supporters okay yeah so you 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 really are you got a line there yeah. because they're like, oh, she's this way. And then they see on your Twitter that you're another way. I think it's a bit of confusion. There. Yeah, that's true. Because everybody like, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's got their own thing that they're like, I don't like this kind of person, but this shouldn't affect my business or whatever. Right. Just based on that. Right. So it's a catch 22. Yeah. I think you should just try to avoid it all. Politics, religion. I've always been told politics, religion, keep it out, keep it moving. That's what my mom, yeah, at her at her job, they're like, religion, politics, she cannot talk about any of it. Right. At all. Money is green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is. Money is green. That's what everybody, every business, money is green. I'm like, I'm a black dude. If I have money and I want to give it to you, I'm not going right. to fucking, I'm not a terrible person. You know, like, it's just, I don't know. The experience is doesn't have a color yeah but it's fly yeah <laughs> have your views on sex or sexuality changed at all since starting sex work my views of sexuality i've learned with sex work that women can be sexually free like growing up in a religious household i think it was it was always a no-no like don't do that stop that a slap on the wrist and now that I see women being sexually liberated, I think it's just beautiful. So it has shaped my views and I don't feel shame anymore or oh. I don't feel fear or I don't feel like, oh, let me keep my body count down. You know, yeah. I think seeing this has really just opened up my mind to different ideas. Oh, yeah. I know you said, like, at the beginning when that girl kind of introduced you to, like, sugaring. Right. I judged her. Yeah. Because I was just like, ew. You know, I I thought she was 
absurd. And I didn't do my research. I didn't do my homework. It was just me being raised how I was raised. I I couldn't understand and I didn't want to understand. Now that I understand, I can firmly like let her know, you know, I apologize. I'm sorry for what I said. And I'll own up to my irresponsibleness and my ignorance. Oh yeah. What did she, how did she take it when you told her? Oh, I met with her. We went out to lunch. Like, yeah. <laughs> I told her like, girl, this was, this is what happened. You changed my life. Like <laughs> we had like a powwow. Um, I haven't talked to her since we've been busy. So I haven't talked to her, Yeah. but um, yeah, like her name was Peaches. Shout out to Peaches. If you're listening to this girl, because listen, okay. You helped me out. <laughs> so yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like your views on men or women have changed at all since starting sex work? My view of women hasn't really changed. Um, I Well, maybe it has changed, actually. I think my views have changed with women because I see women being appreciated. I don't think I've seen that ever. It's yeah. just, it's so nice to see it on Twitter. And then when you get on Facebook, it's like, ah. <laughs> Facebook is, okay, Facebook sucks. <laughs> yes. Um, and then with men, also too, like you see men getting appreciated too. Mr. H has done it. Mr. M has done it. It's Mr. P, like, it's just. Mr. P just bought me a car. Shout right? out to Mr. P. Hell it's yeah. just so nice to see. And I love now that. I love in sex work that men, we accept them for who they are so they can be honest yeah. is what I'm saying. And they're not ashamed for it. Whereas when you go on these other sites, there's always some athlete getting exposed because he flew somebody. It's just, Oh my gosh, it's just so much. <laughs> it's just a different world. And I appreciate the world. I appreciate that we're in our own little sector and everybody else could really just stay out. Yeah. <laughs> Because it really is like such a place where you're like, I can be free, I can be myself, yes. I can be open, I can be honest. This person is not going to judge me at all. Exactly. And you don't get that fucking anywhere else. Yes, I, I do feel it's a complete judgment-free zone. And yeah. I, I love it for that. I that we not staying, We're not upholding to any other standards but the ones that we make. Yeah. So I appreciate it all. It's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. <laughs> Has how you view yourself changed at all since getting into sex work? Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm that girl. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I do. I, I feel like my confidence level is on another level. I think my confidence has always been good, but it's it's so much fun to be able to walk around in lingerie and you just own it. Or these photo shoots, they make you feel so pretty when you get your pictures back and the edits and all that and then being a business owner yeah i've always wanted to be a business owner i've always been a person of leadership and now that i'm able to do this i just i love it i love i've, I've loved every minute well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you feel like your favorite part of the job least favorite part of the job is my favorite part of the job is traveling to different places and meeting different people um my least favorite is hmm i don't think i have a least favorite all positives all pros yeah i don't think i have a least favorite um i i think with every job there's pros and cons and i'd rather be doing this than anything else yeah. i don't want to work at a nine to so I, I think that's why I don't see any cons because from what I used to do to now, this is on a different level yeah. and I I don't want to go back. No. So I'll, I'll accept whatever yeah. <laughs> at this point. It's, it's all pros. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what would you tell somebody wanting to get into, like advice wise, what would you tell somebody wanting to get into companionship, massage? What would you tell that person? To do your research. And to take out the idea that this is going to be easy is probably going to be one of the hardest things to do. So 
I am helping a lady get into companionship now. Her name is Rosalind Quest. Okay. She is jumping off the porch still. Hey, yeah. What up, Rosalind? <laughs> I told her, I was just like, this is not going to be easy. She's just like, I just thought they were just going to call my phone. No, it's not, it's not like that. It's not like that. It's hard. Your picture's got to be right. Yeah. And she just did a photo shoot. And... I just <laughs> I just want her to be ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna help her every step of the way, but it's it's not it's gonna be an interesting journey. Yeah. <laughs> what uh what advice would you like say say someone's listening to the podcast, they're a potential client, they've never seen a companion before, they kinda wanna get in, they're nervous about it. Do you have any advice for that client at all? So I would tell that client to just do it. You know, don't overthink it and read her website. I think the website will give any person out there um, some insight on who they are really looking for and make sure that they align with you. You don't want to get a provider who you don't understand from her website. If you understand and you feel like she is somebody that you can talk to and you feel that through the words on her website, that is the person that you choose. Fuck yeah. So. How long do you see yourself in sex work? I'm probably going to be here until I'm 60, you know. 60? <laughs> I did. Hey. I went on <laughs> I went on Twitter this morning and I saw a 60-year-old. I think she said I think it's captivating Corey. Okay. So I'm I was adding some new followers because my timeline is looking the same and I scrolled upon captivating Corey and she's 60 years old and i was just in awe she's giving me a run for my money so shout out to her hell yeah <laughs> so if i can if she could do it i can too Fuck yeah. <laughs> where do you see yourself in like five years in five years i hope to have some real estate property and continuing sex work um i'll be 30 at that time so i'll have to have to get ready for those dirty 30 years the old dirty 30 i turned 30 <laughs> last year and uh now i hurt everywhere <laughs> <laughs> really i'm scared of 30 like i'm turning 26 and i'm just like damn 40 more years yeah. like i'm hurt that might be a me thing though that might, <laughs> yeah. i think you'll be fine well i think for women i think well i think just for me let me say that for me i think it's time to start lying about my age so i'm excited about that i get okay. to pick a number so, <laughs> no, but I feel uh, like black women and Asian women can say whatever they want. It's like I have no idea what I mean. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like some people have tried to convince me that thirties are the best years of your life. So we'll see. We'll That's see what they say. Going. I'm still waiting to find out what's up. Right. <laughs> I, I need to see some receipts on that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Are you a fan of stand-up comedy at all? I am. Well, I guess a little bit. If it's on Netflix, I'll watch it. Okay. Basically. So, um, like, Kevin Hart is on there, and I think I'll listen to Kevin Hart. But now that I'm here on this wonderful podcast, I guess I need to jump in and see what uh, you have. Oh. What you got out there. <laughs> I'm going to hit you with Instagram. I got some I got some stuff on Instagram. Perfect. Hell yeah. So, do you go to the comedy stand-up um, sessions in Bucket at the Bucket Diner? Oh, at the uh, Punchline. I think, yeah, it's Punchline. Yeah, so as of right now, they're only having, like, shows, like, on the weekend. So I haven't, I, I've been up at the Punchline, like, a couple times. Oh, okay. But that was kind of, like, before this whole pandemic thing happened. Because oh. they'd have, like, they'd have, like, midweek shows. They'd have, like, an open mic where you could get up. Um, so I haven't been up since, well, I haven't been up since, like, March at the Buckhead Diner. Oh, okay. But, uh, there's, like, the, it's during the pandemic, like, pretty much comedy shut down for, like, a while. So, like, really? I didn't go up, like, I went up, like, in March and then didn't go up again until, like, October. Mm. And that was, like, the longest break I'd had in stand-up for, like, five years since I started. Wow. And, uh, it's still pretty slow. Like, there's mm. still, like, a couple, maybe, like... Sure, like maybe like one or two shows a week where before i mean you could go up 12 times a week if you wanted to and there'd be shows every single night of the week now it's like one or two maybe some you might have to drive to like marietta mm, so it's okay. it's pretty slow right now but yeah. i feel like once a vaccine happens people are going to be out and it'll be like 
let's go see comedy. Yeah. But as of right now, everyone's like, I don't want to get COVID for your terrible jokes. You know, it's <laughs> you got to weigh the the pros and the cons. Yeah, and but, Instagram real coming out, I think helps comedians. Too, yeah, yeah, if that's something that you want to do. I guess I feel like. So there's some people that did in-person sex work and then they went to like online sex work and they're great at it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with comedians, right? Oh, some people okay. are like, I only like doing in-person comedy yeah. because this is what I like doing. Some people are like, hell yeah, let me do like Instagram shit. Let me do stuff on YouTube. And those people are good at it. Mm. That makes sense. I haven't done one reel yet, though. You should do it. It's like a TikTok, basically. Yes. And then sometimes if you get on the Explore page... It may get you out. I'll see. I'll see the. Yeah, I'll see. Yeah, I'll see the reels to different audiences. Yeah. So I'm gonna make a reel yeah, today. Just try it. <laughs> yeah. Just, just get out there. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta try it. I mean, we're in the age of social media. Unfortunately, you know, I think I'm gonna have to get a hand massager at some point because my Twitter fingers are just they're oh, just God. poops. Like, yeah. and I think my hands when I go to sleep at night at this point have turned into the shape of the phone. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm gonna have to get a massager. But we we gotta jump on the wheel, man. We gotta, we gotta, get, gotta get online. Get a- we gotta get <laughs> we online. Do. We gotta we gotta get active. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you start OnlyFans, I'll start doing reels. No, so we're gosh, gonna see where no, we're at. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hell yeah okay. Maury I, pre- I appreciate you coming on the podcast it's yes. been good thank you so much for having me fuck yeah. yeah before we get out of here do you want to plug any social media anything at all for the people so they can find you out there yes just add me on my twitter at Amori B that is B with two E's Amori B with two E's yes and same handle on Instagram okay Amori B twitter Instagram listeners add her right now stop what you're doing stop driving the car hit that follow button thank Uh, you so much I appreciate you coming on Amori (laughs) All right. hell yeah listeners we will be back later that was my interview with Amori Bordeaux Yo, shout out Amori. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. That was a lot of fun. Listener, she just plugged it. I will plug it again. You can find her on Twitter, on Instagram, at Amori B. That is Amori B-E-E. I will have a link to her Twitter, her Instagram, in the show notes, in the Libsyn page. So make sure you hit that Libsyn page. Show her some love. As always, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Full Service Pod. I am at Tank Funkadelic. If you enjoy the show, make sure you are subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to us on. If you could hit us with a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, write us a review. That would help us out so much. If you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash fullservicepod. You'll be able to hear interviews and episodes you cannot hear anywhere else. Shout out to everybody who's been part of the Patreon so far. It means so much. Especially the Outcall members. Fucking Max, Lorraine Bobbles, Bobby Brooks, Sweet Haley Grace. Fucking appreciate that so much. Shout out to you guys. Part of the Patreon team. (laughs) We will be back next Tuesday. I'm feeling a solo episode. I feel like I've said that the past couple weeks, and I was like, hey, let's do an interview again. So uh, I'm feeling a solo episode, but also you never really know. I might get to Saturday and be like, fuck it, let's go with the interview. So uh, we'll see what happens. I will let you know, as always, on the old Twitter. So make sure you're following us at Full Service Pod. I hope you all have a great week. Hope hope everything's all right wherever you're at. Fucking, We're still in the old pandemic, but we'll still be here week after week. Every Tuesday, I will uh, see you then. Later. Full service.